connected to each other. And the famous line that I hate, the famous one where we have Jay saying to Clary, I'm your brother and I'm supposed to protect you from guys who want to do exactly what I want to do to you. Ew. Can't. and welcome to the book jar podcast a podcast where me marissa and my best friend megan talk about books and pretty much just books that's pretty much it on a bi-weekly basis how are you today megan i'm good you know i always feel really good when i come on here and you keep calling me your best friend and i just because it stopped feeling happy surprising and more like heartwarming because that's what I was hoping for yeah it's definitely more heartwarming you know if I'm having a bad day I just say hey let's record a podcast because I know Marissa's gonna call me your best friend (laughs) you you can't possibly be like hey can you just call me your best friend I'm having a bad day yeah (laughs) no say something nice no you're like hey can we record an extra podcast today yeah for no reason for no reason in particular at all but yeah I'm doing good how are you (laughs) well best friend I'm doing great Thanks, best friend. Thanks. Thanks for having me over, best friend. <laughs> I I love because so the last podcast I remember you made a joke that we started as best friends and then we end up hating each other. Yeah. The podcast. <laughs> so I'm just gonna like just like slow this in a little bit, you know? Like this is the this is the friendliness. This is this is the vibes here. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm I'm living for it. I'm, right. I'm excited. All right. So I will kind of break down the fourth wall, reveal some of our podcasting uh, schedule, I guess, as well. Yes. Uh, we are recording this relatively close to the time we recorded the last episode. It's just a couple days between. So I'm just going to kind of throw it out. Did you read any new books? I uh, read. I finished one. I finished okay. one that I was reading yep. in the last one. And that was Tell Talk Me All About It. Flirty to Me by Livy Hart. Okay. Um, and as we all know at this point that we are gearing up for a not safe for work episode. Which I will say, let's just let's just really reveal all our secrets yeah. at the beginning here. That's gonna be the next episode. Yeah. And so we're we, planning on it, yeah. We are planning to have that as our next episode. And till the recording date, it's gonna be about at least two weeks before we record it. Yeah. Which means Megan is hoping to well not hoping. I'm not gonna put the pressure on. She's thinking she might get out a few more, you know, spicy, spicy books. Spicy. I, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been fun. It's been interesting. And right now, Storygraph is like, hey, Megan, here's some other recommendations (laughs) based on the last three reads. I will say, uh, and I can't say the word because we're still posting this one as a clean episode. Yeah. But there's a rooster on one. Mm, Yeah. And another word for rooster. Yeah. (laughs) And it's. Definitely not a rooster that they're talking no. about. No. But and now I'm like, I need to see what this is about. Like, yeah. <laughs> I will say they're kind of addicting once you start reading them because they're so, some of them are so unserious. Yeah, And it is actually like kind of fun. They're fun. And like, I mean, some of them kind of have interesting plot lines, but for the most part, they're just like a little bit mindless and they're just like, hey, I can easily read yeah. half of this book in a couple hours kind I of I feel thing. like when I need a good palate cleanse. Yeah. They're really good because one... And I could read them really fast, like extra fast because yeah. it's it's a lot of fluff. And like you said, sometimes there's not really, there's a thin plot. Yeah. <laughs> there's a thin <laughs> plot happening. But also it is kind of, yeah, it could be kind of like a nice refresh almost. Yeah. And, and of course your spice level varies by how much you're comfortable with. But even just like the ones that have like the one little chili pepper spice is like those are still great for just, you know, I just want to read something fun where I know the stakes might seem high for a moment, but yeah. I'm never actually worried about them. Yeah. Like I know it's going to end happily. There's probably going to be an embarrassing moment that I'm not going to want to read through, but that's okay. Yeah. But like, we'll get through it because we know the ending is going to be happy. Yeah. 
And I'm here for that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what Talk Flirty Me was. It was just like a nice little kind of fluffy read compared to the last two I've read. And it was like, it was kind of cute. Like the main character, she's like a audiobook recorder. Oh, she's like a voice? Like uh, a voice actress. That's yeah. That's so cool. And then she ends up like getting this job, but she needs like a male lead. Of course. And it just Naturally. happens to be her ex-boyfriend oh. who they haven't seen in seven years. But he like offers because it's like oh she God, needs it. his job. So it was super cute like plot line. And, oh my like, God, I kind of love that. <laughs> I'm like kind of obsessed actually. And like the best part is that the audiobook is like a spicy book that yeah. they're recording together. So I'm like, of course, you know, there's me tension and like everything. So it's just, it was fun. It was like a I fun love that. Read. I actually really love that. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk about that. Because there's some things I got. I did things hear I gotta some say. thoughts, and I'm excited <laughs> to talk about it with you as well. I'm very excited for this episode. I feel like we're we're both we've had enough notice, the both of us, that yeah. we're both like kind of pumped about it. And uh, all of our episodes, uh, other than a couple in the beginning, we've tried to keep very clean, so mm-hmm. you know people can listen to it with like their kids in the car or whatever. And we're not going to say anything too scandalous that yes. you're going to have to have a conversation about. And that one is not going to be that. It's going to be very hilarious, very unhinged, yes. and explicit. And I, I'm excited to do a little bit of something different, even though we'll we'll go back to our clean. Yes, uh, you know. <laughs> episodes afterwards so i mean obviously if you listen with your kids in the car and you just want to skip out on that one or if that's not your vibe that's totally great but it's gonna be a lot of fun to talk about yeah it'll it'll be fun there'll be some hilarious things coming out of it all right so i also finished book Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna keep this relatively short because there is an entire podcast dedicated to the fact that i read this book Mm -hmm. but i did finish the great hunt by robert jordan i said his name correctly this time good job (laughs) (laughs) and so yeah i feel this this had a really good ending i'm gonna say this really quickly but like it had a really good ending i am not a fan of the book as a whole Mm -hmm. not that i didn't enjoy reading it like i'm not it wouldn't be like a two but like like a 3.5 is where i'm thinking this one sits because there was just a lot of things that certain characters were doing that I was I was just frustrated with which I'm hoping they're not they're kind of moving away from as they go through I don't know you know like character growth and stuff for the third one I'm still having a lot of fun and I'm enjoying the series but this one other than the ending and some very great sections throughout it was like a little bit more frustrating yeah to deal with the main character in personally I'm not his number one fan so (laughs) uh we did have a lot more action in this one than the first book, though, so that was kind of nice mm-hmm. to move up for. And you can really see the stakes ramping up, which is always really cool. So, but yeah, yeah. I'm done book two. I'm on to book three. Wow, it'll be interesting to see if there's character growth and how. I'm hoping. How I've it heard goes. that it's coming. Yeah. I'm heard. I've heard it from my friend Alex, who's obviously read the whole series, and yeah. she's on the other podcast, the Queens of Fantasy podcast, where we're reading the Wheel of Time. So she said that. Obviously, the character I'm talking about goes through some character growth Mm -hmm. and that the third book is actually features less of him. So interesting. I'm Hmm. excited for that. Yeah. That sounds terrible, but I'm excited to see less (laughs) of this guy. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so this one, as much as I'm still enjoying it, I had a lot more critique of this one, I think. Mm -hmm. I will say what the Wheel of Time series has been great for is um, just flipping out those pages towards my page goal yeah so i i would just like to say that i am still 18 books behind pace of my reading goal like my book goal but i am 348 pages ahead oh dang because each of these books is 700 pages wow that's (laughs) awesome though yeah so i i've never worried about my pages goal to really begin with yeah but this one is it's i'm absolutely flattening it so yeah Awesome. Good job. So we're we're doing that. Um, and I'm still reading. I know we'll talk about this at the end, but I'm still working on Yumi and the Nightmare Painter. So mm-hmm. that's kind of that. Sweet. Love it. All right. So this week's topic or this episode's topic rather is all about trope jail. So what tropes do you personally want to put in trope jail? Because you just don't want to see them anymore. Yep. I had a harder time with this topic than I thought I was going to because... 
I felt like I sat there and I was like, oh, that thing, you know, that thing that happens. And then I didn't like actually have anything I was thinking about. But I was like, yeah. I know there's stuff I don't like. I know there's stuff I don't like. And then I'm like, I feel like I still read it or like it'll pop up in a book. And I'm like, I didn't like that, but I got to see what's happening in the rest of the book. Yeah. So I did. I did finally really clue in. And it was like so obvious to me which one mine was yeah. immediately off the start. Anyone who's heard me complain on this podcast about a particular book series yeah which i will say that we do have regulars who really love this series so i'm sorry i'm gonna be talking about it again i'm so sorry cassandra claire gotta call her out yeah i thought about the books that i have actually stopped reading the series and what reason that was accidental incest (laughs) why is this a thing why does this happen? I accidentally accidentally kissed your sister. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Just plain old brother-sister incest. Yeah. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah. And it's it's hard because it's like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to yuck someone's yum, you know? But there are people out there. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, like, whether it's fan fiction or, like, you know, like, an actual book, like, published book, I'm like, Ugh. to me, it's a hard no. Like, so, it's and a I, hard no. With Cassandra Clare, too, like, yeah. the, the thing is, is it's not actually incest, mm. and that's supposed to make it okay. Yeah. I just personally did not enjoy the parts in which they thought they were brother and sister and yeah. still made out with each other. Like still attracted to each other. And the famous line that I hate, the famous one where we have Jay saying to Clary, I'm your brother and I'm supposed to protect you from guys who want to do exactly what I want to do to you. Ew. Can't. (laughs) I can't. And people like, I see people post this like non-ironically is like, oh my God, it's so romantic. And I'm like, what? what? No. Please tell me you don't have a sibling. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I feel like people who find that romantic are those ones that like don't have an older brother or whatever gender like they just don't i don't know like it's just really odd yes to me and same with like step sibling stuff so actually i was saying this because so on the queens of fantasy podcast there's another podcaster taylor Mm -hmm. and she has step siblings and we were talking about clueless Mm -hmm. and how uncomfortable it makes her because there's like the stepbrother thing yeah and i'm like every time i like watch that show i just i just ignore the fact that they're like step siblings yeah technically and she's like i can't and i'm like you know what this is fair i feel like this is what happens mm-hmm. because you're like ignoring this fact yeah because you like the storyline so much but when you have the thing it's very it's weird like i yes. can't <laughs> ignore it i can't yeah. ignore it i can't ignore clary and jace being brother and sister without me being like oh my god i have a brother like i want to know and it's like yeah like i'm trying to think i'm like hey if i was in that situation where i grew up as like an only child and then like it's still weird i don't know it's still weird because it's just like even if you didn't grow up with a sibling i feel like as soon as you found out someone was your sibling in your mind in your genetics i just feel like that's a hard no yeah and so and I really got a bold taste of how much I don't vibe with the incest. It <laughs> sounds so weird to say out loud. But when I couldn't get through Mansfield Park. Yeah. Because they were cousins. Mm-hmm. And I was uncomfy mm-hmm. the whole time. I was like, they're, everything about the romance is what is my favorite. Like the way that they're talking to each other. Like the way that they're growing into like this obvious connection. Except for the fact that like their cousins who were then put in a situation where they were acting like brother and sister. Like yeah, I was like, I can't do it. And nope. Mm-hmm. like done I can't mm-hmm. I will eventually read it because I just have a stubbornness to get through all the Jane Austen books but I'm not gonna like it and it's gonna be because of that yeah it's fair. so I can't do it trope jail incest trope jail and you know what the thing is is the city city of bones series I probably would not have stopped reading if it didn't have this trope yeah it's a big like i wish i could look past it enough to be like oh it's just like a small yeah it's just like a small thing but it's actually a pretty big part of that series Mm -hmm. unfortunately so yeah yeah trope jail lock it up lock it up (laughs) throw away the key okay what's your do you have like a big one 
Um, I think that I always do this too, where I tell yeah. you to make a list and then you're like, make the list. And then I'm like, hey, yeah. let me change how we're going to talk about this. <laughs> so take a second if you need it. But I, I think like one that I don't, what, what, like have, has one ever actually, cause I know there's a couple on here that we can read through. Yeah. But what are the ones that you would actually consider DNFing for? I probably, if it was like really heavy on like sexual abuse i think is a big thing for me yeah actually yeah now that you've said that i yeah i agree yeah and i know like and we were talking about this before with like even like ninth house by leah bardugo and it's just like it's such a great book but there are like a few scenes in there that really focus on the sexual abuse of like the main character and like her friend and like all this stuff and i'm like i still don't think that it was necessary. Yeah, it was necessary to the plot line. Yeah, and I just and this comes to one of the other ones I have down for me, mm-hmm. which is sexual abuse as world building. And mm-hmm. I feel like they're in the same realm, although like that's a little bit different in that scenario. But where you see an author show us how bad the world is because women are being abused. Yeah. So The Witcher is obviously one that I reference quite a bit, where you know Geralt's just seeing women get abused, and the that's how we know the world is horrible and it's like great that was really lazy writing but whatever uh and i feel like leah bardugo kind of pulled into that where it was like let's showcase this like i don't know the 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 quality of badness yeah because of this abuse and i think like because the one scene with the main character is to be like hey like why is she so afraid of these ghosts that she can see yeah and I don't know like I feel like there's always something else you could have done differently than just straight to like sexual assault or anything like that and I think that I'm a little disappointed that Leo Bardugo did that personally because I do really like her as an author and I think she's really brilliant in that and I'm like I just feel like she could have came up with something well and the thing is is different I don't read to I don't read fantasy novels to be reminded of the pain in my own life yeah and so when people use these specifically in fantasy novels, I didn't need it. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I don't need the content. Like, I don't need this drama. I don't need this coming back up to me. Yeah. Because you wanted to give your character a tragic backstory. And that's really all it is. It's very different, in my opinion, if you're making a comment or you're exploring that as a theme. So I think of books that are where the the sexual assault is part of, I want to say this very carefully the sexual assault or you know sexual abuse is part of the story and the character in a significant and non-flippant way yeah and so speak by Laurie Hulse Anderson is an amazing novel in which a it is about a character a trying to deal with the fact that she has been sexually assaulted and how that has affected her and it's it's all about this character who just refuses to talk now since she's been assaulted and going through her mental state and how she's crying out for help and no one is hearing her and you can feel her pain but it's it's not it's not taking the sexual assault and applying it to the character as backstory it's giving like she is struggling with that thing and so if you're somebody who has experienced that and you turn to that book, you're actually like usefully mm-hmm. potentially working through it. Totally fine if you can't read about it. I get it. But you're given, you know, something to actually think with and communicate with almost in that level. Same with uh, a book I read when I was younger. It's called This Little Bice by Sarah Dessen. Very young adult. Mm-hmm. I think you'll remember my Sarah Dessen days. Yeah. <laughs> but the she the main character as and this is actually part of her backstory is that she was raped at a party but again where i feel like this is different is it causes a lot of problems in her current relationship and so her grappling with that and why you know that part of her past made her into the person she is mm-hmm. and how working through that can help her relationships thrive in a more healthy way yeah it's not flippant and Mm -hmm. leah bardugo unfortunately i felt in ninth house used it very flippantly yeah twice yes i i agree with that because like i've 
I'm pretty sure I've read this lullaby too and I remember all that and it was like done in a way that my young adult brain like could understand what was going on but yes. it wasn't like it also wasn't graphic yeah yeah it was very clear what happened but it wasn't graphic it was horrifying but it wasn't graphic and it totally just makes it so that in every relationship she feels like she needs to be in control mm-hmm and so you kind of get how how the trauma can affect you. Whereas, and you could argue that, you know, Leah Bardugo did it where she's like afraid of ghosts, but that felt very... Ugh. I just think when you're writing a fantasy novel, there's so many other things that you could do yeah. to make someone afraid of ghosts that it, it didn't have to go that way. Like it just it, and felt... It was, and it was very oddly horrific. Yes. In its description to the point where I was like, this was all unnecessary. Yeah. And not that she also had this compound of sexual... The assault was very clear. Yes. In her character. But like there was... N- you could have replaced it with a physical assault and had the same outcome mm-hmm. without bringing in that realm of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was even more, um, what's the word? Like brazen, I want to say. Like, yeah. That because she was a child also during that. Yes. And that I made actually it... really blocked that yeah. from my mind. I kind of just remembered that too. And I think that's why it was like more disturbing than it. I don't know. Like, it was just that made it, it a it, whole other level. It felt very much heavy handed. Yeah. And that's what I really didn't like about it. I think, and I mean, it's author's choice. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I mean, it's just something that's not going to connect with me really well unless Mm -hmm. it's very well used, intentional and thoughtful. And I didn't think that it hit those spots in that Mm -hmm. book in particular. Of course, if you felt differently, like that's your prerogative and I totally get it. But that's definitely how I know a lot of the readers in our book club at the time felt. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you know, trope jail for that. Trope jail. <laughs> I feel like, like you said, it can be done well. Yeah. But also from the books I've read, that make me kind of go, "Ooh, I didn't like that." Trope jail. Trope jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to move away from that, and I'm going to go to a little bit of a lighter one that I do really hate. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to say the adults are useless trope. Yeah. So I I think this has its home. Hmm. And I think a little bit of adults are useless, like adults aren't believing you, adults aren't trusting the characters, especially in children's books. I understand why it's so prevalent. But when the adults are completely useless, yeah, uh, I got to have a conversation with you because what? what? Also, when the adults are just not there. So again, yes. Cassandra Clare, big, big adults are useless slash where are they? Yeah. In all of City of Bones. Like, everyone's just gone. Everyone mm-hmm. who can handle anything that's going on is gone. So it's left to, like, Clary and Jace. Because that makes sense. <laughs> I I just feel like there's better workarounds for the adults are useless, especially in fantasy novels, that mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel like you could have just tried a little bit harder. I do yes. see when it's kind of cool i mean there's a little bit of this in percy jackson but not so much that i feel like it became adults are useless it was just some adults some adults are useless which is fine yeah when all the adults are useless come on sometimes sometimes it's okay to write a children's book where they know that they can turn to an adult in their life like that's a good lesson for kids oh for sure like it's then you know you can find like that positive person in your life that Mm -hmm. you can rely on and not realize like hey you're a child you don't have to do everything yourself (laughs) like there are certain things you don't need to do but like I like I'm the same like when there's no parents or no siblings even or if it's just like this one little child trying to figure out the world on their own and I'm like why why can't you just write about their family (laughs) why why couldn't they have you know a Gandalf like person to turn to yeah like something I don't know (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I yeah, it's it I I think when it's an extreme example of it, can't do it. Yeah, and also like depending on what the story is, I automatically am like kind of lazy, a lazy. little bit. Yeah, a little lazy bit rating. lazy that you yeah, didn't want to have an adult character or parent parental character or anything extra because you just like don't want to have them involved in your main character's life somehow. Yeah. Trope jail. Trope jail. 
Um, okay, well, my next one is the like amnesia, it was all a dream, kind of in that realm tropes. Mm. Um, and like I haven't read anything like that lately, probably because I choose not to. Because <laughs> it's in trope jail. <laughs> yeah, it's in trope jail for a reason. But um, like I read this one book, um, I believe it's called The Beautiful by R- Renee Adier. Okay. So if you haven't read it, it's a little bit of spoilers here. Um, if you haven't read it, Megan does not stand by it. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a good, but the, here's the thing. I loved everything about it. And then the end is basically that, um, and I might be misremembering. A few details. A yeah. few details, but it had to do with like, so the main guy is like a vampire or he's like involved in that somehow. And then like him and like the main female character like love each other. But, like, to protect her, he, like, they, like, do something or, like, some other character. I can't remember exactly. But she ends up losing all her memory of this guy. So, it's just, like, you, like, read this whole book and this love story. And, like, it is a series. But I, like, don't want to continue it because I'm, like, I just don't want to read. Like, just, like, some parts of Amnesia where they, like, forget these things. I'm, oh, I have such a different take on that. (laughs) Oh, I don't know if I can agree with you. So I don't like that it was all a dream when, or like the amnesia ending when that is the end. Mm-hmm. But if you give it to me in the middle of a series, I actually think it could be really cool. Because one of the things I love about doing it in the middle of the series is you as a reader actually have more knowledge than the characters. I guess. I don't know. I guess like to me when I read the book, it wasn't it a series It has to be done yet. well. I will say that. Like yeah. it has to be done well and intentionally and it can't feel, again, trivial. Like yeah. it can't feel as though the author didn't have another way to continue the story. Yeah. It has to actually be planned. And I think that that's where a lot of authors fall into kind of this almost as a trap, right? Because they don't know where to go next. Mm -hmm. And it's relatively easy to be like, okay, everyone just forgets everything. Yeah. Because I don't want to deal with it kind of thing. But when it's more of somebody has forgotten and now we have... So even... This isn't quite it, but like think of Mockingjay. Mm-hmm. where we have PETA not knowing what was real and what wasn't. And that's kind of almost a version of this. Like, it's almost a version of amnesia where he doesn't have the memories that Katniss does anymore. Yeah. And he's not sure what he's remembering correctly, what is, you know, the capital having affected his memory. And that is used in a really, really good way to unveil things about his character, mm-hmm. Katniss's character, and the plot. So it's working on multiple levels. Yeah. And like, I I get where you're coming from. But I think like in this situation, like one, there wasn't any of the other books out in the series. So like, to me, it was like you go through this whole book and all of it's erased because yeah, she doesn't have our memory anymore of yeah. this character. And I'm like, well, what was the point then of me like loving this couple and loving these characters for you to just be like, no, like mm-hmm. she doesn't remember him anymore. So and like, for me, it was more of like a here's your cliffhanger here's your your big like drama piece in this book that I didn't think was necessary again like that's her story and she could write it however she wanted but to me I was like yeah I don't I'm over this type of st- like trope like I don't like care to read it at least done in that way but I like I've read books where there is amnesia throughout it and it's done really well and it like it makes sense but in this like for the most part, I'm like, you have yeah. to really have a reason for it. It yeah. can't, I think, I think with, I'm not going to say there's other, like, there's certain tropes that we're talking about where I don't think there's a great reason to use them. Yeah. But a lot of the time it's using them when you have nothing else to turn to. Yeah. It's exactly. falling on them as a last resort rather than planning them into the book. Yeah. Okay. Trope jail. Trope jail. All right. I have the, and this is the technical name for it based off of TV tropes. Mm -hmm. I've, we've talked about it kind of before, but I've never (laughs) necessarily used it in this way, but I'm going to say it. So the May to December romance, which is just a vast age difference between characters. And what I specifically hate about this is when there's lines of consent or legality involved. So you think uh, any student-teacher romance, mm-hmm. 
You've got, you know, I, yeah, when you have that huge age difference, huge power difference, and that is affecting the romance, eh, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for me to like really get on board. And I think the big age difference definition changes depending on how young the youngest character is, right? Like a young character who is like 16 Mm-hmm. That better be a small age difference. Like, yeah. we better not be talking huge age difference. 18 max. Yeah. Then we have, like, you hit 18 year old and you can get, like, a little, like, there's a little bit more wiggle room. But, man, no, like, that better not be a 30 year old. Yeah. Yeah. There's not and then, much wiggle room. That's for sure. Yeah. It's not much. <laughs> it's more than the 16 yeah. year old, but yeah. it's not much. And then you get into, like, your 30s and you can have a bit more wiggle room here, right? Like, you can. You can have bigger age gaps, but like 30 and 60? No. Bad. <laughs> Wrong. Don't do that to me. Don't make yeah. me try. Like, don't try to make me love that. Yeah. And it's not like at that point, it's like, it's totally acceptable and like, you know, consensual at that point. But it's just like. It, that's just icky. It's just icky. Yeah. I feel like it. is a little bit of more yeah. of the vibe there. <laughs> I will say, like, definitely once you start getting into older characters, I stop noticing the age difference. Yeah. Because you're both consenting adults and you have fully formed brains. Yeah. Two important things. It's it, And I see it more with the younger characters. Now, I will say there's a different trope called the Mayfly to December romance, mm-hmm. which is the, oh my gosh, it's the immortal being falling for a much younger character. And I will say I it's icky and not great when yeah. it's the thousand year old falling for like a 19 year old because why would why 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 would that happen yeah yeah but when you start involving magic and fantasy i do think it's harder to put sorry place a firm line on it just because you have so many other things working into the mix right like you're working with like infinite timelines yeah it's hard to not kind of understand why somebody who is maybe living on immortally might not see age as a huge gap when the other person is also going to live immortally. Yeah. I do, even if it's both are going to live immortally, but one is 19, it is a little bit weirder. Yeah. I will say I can't fully go against it because I'm a big fan of Hades and Persephone in Lore Olympus. Mm-hmm. And that is thousand years old to a 19 year old. and. The only justification I have for that is he doesn't want the relationship for that reason. And two, she will literally live forever. Like, she's not starting her immortal journey. Like, she's already on it. Mm -hmm. And also that age gap, spoiler for Lori Olympus, is kind of gotten, like, there's there's some time skips that are about to happen in which... She's no longer 19, so I feel better about it after that point. Yeah. But I get when you're living forever, like, what are you kind of supposed to do other than find somebody else who's living forever? Yeah. And like, yeah, like, I totally get, like, I get what you're saying. I, I don't, yeah, like, I don't mind it if, like, they're. The rules change in fantasy books yeah, is kind of how I want to summarize yeah, it. Yeah, it's but- just like fantasy, like, it kind of works. And I don't know, I guess like it's just to me when it happens, it's always like the fey male guy is always like this really mature and like hundreds of years old. They're like described as a super buff filled out guy, but then they're like in the body of like a 20 year old. And I'm like, have you seen 20 year olds? Like, yeah, not all of them are like these like, I guess they have thousands of years, but I'm like, at what point, like, do you stop looking like a 20 year old? Yeah. <laughs> like, I would just, I don't for know. once, just really love the age gap to just go the other way. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. But it's never done in a good way no. when the age gap goes the other way. So, yeah. I feel like that's the misogyny playing in a bit. So, oh, for sure. Like, it's always like an older male and a this young little young, innocent, female. innocent usually mortal female who gets yeah, turned if, into a mortal yeah i will say i will say <laughs> when they're falling for the mortal female i i, I, I lose, just think i lose a lot you live for hundreds of years and now you find the love of your life in a 19 year old i don't know seems unrealistic <laughs> this might come back up in our not safe for work podcast yeah by the way there is something going on between a certain hundred-year-old being and a certain young used-to-be-mortal woman 
And I cannot with that. So we'll, we'll, we'll revisit this one. But okay. trope Moving jail. On. Trope Moving jail. On. Yep, trope jail. Do you have another one? Um, yeah, my other one is just in any book. Just books. Any book. <laughs> just books in general. Um, When you have like a main female character and any other female character like just doesn't like them for any particular reason. Yeah. So like they just don't have a female friend, I guess. Like... The only one you can trust is a man. Is that what that's called? <laughs> I don't know. Let me find the name of it. Yeah, actually. we should find it. I mean, it works. But I feel like, and this isn't in like lately, I would say I haven't come across this, but definitely in the past, it's been like, okay, this main character is like going through, it's usually when you're going through like, you know, I think growing it's... up and like doing these things. And then it's like, oh, here's the bully girl who, <laughs> and they never become friends or like, it's just like, this is their only like hardship is this other woman. I don't know. Uh, So this one is i'm gonna say it's all women hate each other (laughs) all women hate each other (laughs) but there's also another trope called alpha bitch oh okay which is like the 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 cheer the head cheerleader you know and she's always looking down her nose and sneering at the frumpy girl in glasses yeah uh so that is i feel like yeah maybe that one i don't know I just don't, I don't like it. I don't like when women are put against each other, especially in like coming of age stories and stuff like that. Cause I mean, I guess like growing up, like girls aren't very nice. So it's just like, I don't know, like you still have good friends that are females mm-hmm. that can be re- represented properly in a book. But like, I don't know, like why does every other girl have to come across as catty? Catty yeah and like then i don't know like it just seems like another one of those tropes again that are just like to add some sort of conflict for yeah for conflict's sake yeah like what is the actual reason for it yeah and it's usually over a guy yeah so this is actually <laughs> prevalent in the great hunt by robert jordan oh. just to <laughs> maybe mm. point out some reason i didn't particularly yeah. take to this book there is a little bit of all women hate each other Mm-hmm. You even have that with there's a group of powerful women in the book called Aes Sedai, and they're essentially like mages and really simplification of that, by the way, but essentially mages. And they also all kind of hate each other. Mm-hmm. So you just have this world where women kind of have to hate each other. And then there's a whole bunch of men who also just kind of hate women. So it's just like nobody can win. Yeah. So, yeah, don't like that. Uh, I have, we're, we're almost running out of time here. So <laughs> we're going to get through a couple. I know one that we've talked about lots. And so I'm just going to say it really quickly. Accidental pregnancy. Yeah. I've talked about this so much. I'm just going to yeah. summarize why I hate it. You can see it coming a mile off. Yeah. You always know it's about to happen because you have a character who has sex and then they're throwing up and yep. gaining weight and they can't figure out why and then <laughs> they just have like this insatiable appetite and then oh my goodness they are pregnant yeah. what are Ooh, they going to do thought. yeah uh and this ties heavily trope gel just real quick right there yeah this ties heavily to one that i feel like a lot of the times in fantasy novels in particular, goes with the accident of pregnancy. It's the women losing all their power. Hello, Feyre, <laughs> who can no longer use her magic because she's pregnant and it might be bad for the baby. Hmm. So I, yeah, yeah, I don't like women losing their power. I don't like Yeah, that. it's not great. I just feel like, especially in a fantasy book, like, yeah. It's a fantasy book. Like, yeah. It doesn't make any logical sense within it's so your world funny building. To me, that there are so many fantasy authors who create misogynist structure in a world that they themselves have bit, built. Yeah. So, this one also, I'm just going to tie a couple together here. So, we got women losing all their power. Hello, also, Aelin from mm-hmm. Throne of Glass. So sorry you lost the depth of your power for like no reason (laughs) uh we also have so i'm gonna say the women aren't serious villains which i might have seen in the great hunt by robert jordan 
Yeah. In which there is a group of female who are like really, really great and like powerful and they're like the villains and you're scared of them. And then they have like one obvious flaw that allows them to be overtaken. Mm -hmm. In this case, there is a group of females who they're actually quite terrifying when you're first introduced to them. And then they just like let one of the characters come and go into their like hideouts as she pleases Hmm. and their overconfidence in their ability essentially leads to their downfall and it's kind of like way too easy and listen i just that feels sexist that your like female group of characters were like oh obvious flaw gonna just take us out of the running here like not that i wanted them to succeed they're horrible people like they are really evil in this book but i was just like i you can't imagine a world where women are just just powerful like mm-hmm. cool again you built a world you built this world <laughs> yeah you built it why <laughs> so yeah there's some there's some ones that i'm not huge fans of yeah no that any, makes sense any other ones to add mm. i might have stole the accident the pregnancy right off your list yeah so. well mine was more so like the happily ever after oh yes 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 yes. it has to include pregnancy or a baby or something may i add happily ever after where there's no and i know you were probably gonna get to this but no stakes lost yeah Again, hello, Sarah J. Moss. Yeah. Welcome to the conversation. Yeah, it's just like, how can all this like horrible stuff happen in your book? And then it's like, everyone's the same. Also, everyone's the the same. same. Yeah. So we don't have, you know, permanent, even like mental scarring. Like these people aren't traumatized by the fact that they literally went to war repeatedly. And also all injuries are healed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and nobody really like gets a serious injury or a life-changing disability or anything because that never happens in war to the main characters just yeah. to the side characters yeah and it's like like i just read this one book and it was like a romance dark romance book so like the plot wasn't the main point but also like i kind of found it intriguing and i kind of liked it and like they have this huge war against these like zombie like things mm. And she gets the, like, queen or whatever gets, like, backstabbed by, like, her greatest confidant and her sister. So, like, two back-to-back people. And, like, the story ends, like, I think they end up killing them. But the story ends that, like, she has six children with her husband and they're not worried about anything. And she's not upset that her sister is dead and uh, betrayed her. And I'm like... So happily ever after, because you have six children and like your sister's all that dead. Matters is the procreation <laughs> yeah. of society. And like that's all like from the guy's point of view, like so excited to have more children with you. Like, you know, it's just like, it's like let me impregnate you again. Yeah, I'm like, she was this badass queen and now she's just she's just like the mom of your children, I feel like. Like what happened to her still being a badass queen? Like, like I don't yeah. know. Also, why can't she be both? Like, yeah, why, why it... can't she be both? Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that. I usually like I want to skip epilogues sometimes because I'm yeah. like, I swear, if you give them children, you always do this in epilogues. I'm like, just let it be. Let it be. Also, when they're way too young to have children, like yeah. when it's like, you know, you got two 18 year olds that you're reading about and then like they're like get together at the end and then like they're like, oh, two years later, two children. It's like, what? Yeah. Or or like if they're together and like obviously it's a whole romance about them and then like months later they're engaged and I'm like, they've yeah. technically been together like five months. <laughs> like, like maybe get to know each other. Yeah. Like I know like obviously some there are lots of happy like marriages out there that start like that yeah why does it have to be every single romance book it doesn't have to end that way also i know we we made the joke on a previous podcast i can't remember which one but i was like sometimes i just want it to end with them getting a dog and going to therapy like that's all i want yeah (laughs) just let them get a dog baby steps go to therapy You know, I want to see them coming out of the therapist's office being like, yeah, I talked about the emotional trauma of having to kill my own mother. Yeah. And I feel like I'm starting to really come to terms with it. Thank you for being so patient with me. Let's go get coffee. Like, why can't that be the epilogue? Right. Yeah. Like, there's just so much to do. Oh, are you done birthing my sixth child? Like, yeah. Or like, (laughs) maybe they bought a house. Maybe they bought a new couch. Maybe they're making dinner together. Maybe they're renovating a room. Yeah. In their house. That's. It's a That's happy ending. I want to see. I don't want to 
read a book and be like, oh, so this is how romance works. You just get married and have 10 kids. Cool. <laughs> cool. I'm so excited. That's great. That's great. Glad to know I have a choice in that. <laughs> All right. Any final ones you want to mention? I, I have a kind of a, I, I don't, I want to talk a little bit about it. I think it's on your list too. A miscommunication tropes. Just, yes. there's kind of a blanket here of like when the entire, when it's so unrealistic that they wouldn't have talked to each other or yes. the entire plot is just a mu- miscommunication trope. It just, like you have to really make it done well for me to be okay with a miscommunication trope in a, in a story. Yeah. I, I, and I haven't really read that many where it's it, done well it's done well so yeah anytime it happens i'm like I, how I, long is this gonna last <laughs> i do have one and it is so we're watching a k-drama together mm-hmm. true beauty which is based off of a webtoon and i do feel like i have a little bit of fun with that one mm-hmm. in which the miscommunication it's it's kind of valid how it's happening but it's not like life or death or anything yeah. it's very funny and i'm okay when the miscommunication is just there for funny yeah like it's like if if they knew what was going on they probably would talk to each other about but it. they're like they think they know what's going yeah. on too like i like that yeah where you know and i think it works well in that case in true beauty because it is a situation where i do kind of believe that if it happened like that i could see how both sides would be like what is going on here yeah but it's also not carried out for too long, mm-hmm. I feel like. And that's where I really, I enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. I already kind of said what I'm currently reading. So I'm reading Yumi and the Nightmare Painter. Mm-hmm. I have a couple on my list that I'm hoping to get read before we meet next. I will have started uh, very soon the third Wheel of Time book, which is The Dragon Reborn. Uh, uh, yeah. So that is going to be obviously next on my list because it has to be. And... Yeah. I am also hoping to get through Fourth Wing, which I have borrowed from our good friend Alex, <laughs> who is always mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> so those are kind of ones that I'm hoping to, you know, start or crank out pretty soon. How about you? Um, still reading The Visible Library. Almost done, though. Oh, that one's on my list, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is our book club book, which, by yeah. the way, if you want more information about our book club... And you're not already in our Discord server, link in the description of this podcast. Yes. Yes. So going to finish that and still want to read more of the Paper Girls graphic novel. Love that for you. Just waiting for it to come in the library. And I'm also waiting for Mr. Magic by Kirsten White, which is kind of like an adult horror Mm. book. She's the one who wrote that um, Hyde book that I read. Oh, okay. A few months ago. So this is kind of like her new adult uh, thriller book. Don't really know much of what it's about or anything like that. So I'm Mm -hmm. excited to read it. And that's kind of like my Halloween vibes. Yes. Coming into place. Yeah, you're really uh, an event reader. Yeah. Like a holiday reader. Yeah. I'm like, it's getting... Like, let me read a romance around Valentine's Day. Let me read a Christmas book around yeah. Christmas. It's let me read I just, a like, scary book around Halloween. A mood, mood reader, I guess. Yeah. So I'm trying to get all of those in, I mean, amongst all the romance ones, but I'm trying to get all these kind of... I... You know what, Megan? I have to say, I like you when you're done your reading goal a lot because I feel like there's no stress. <laughs> it's so true. This is no stress, Megan. I'm just like reading what I want. Oh my god. Which gosh, is so I'm funny because it. if you had been doing this from the start of the year, like you would have still hit your reading goal. But like yeah, I feel like it true. does really stress you out. Well and I think like I yeah, I don't know. Like I'm trying to read books that I have or like get ones off your list and not worry yeah. about how long it takes you. Yeah, whereas this I'm like, oh now I can just do what I want and yeah. it's, and it's it's nice. Like even reading the longer books too after my mm-hmm. reading goal, I was like, hey, I can actually take a month or however long it takes me to read this and I'm, not feel bad. I'm really only mentioning it because I'm sure if you're feeling that way, there's other readers who are like, absolutely. Once I get that reading goal off, it's like a weight off my shoulders. Yeah. And that's how it, I feel like. It, yeah. If it, I can definitely. speak for you, it, that's how it feels <laughs> for you. <laughs> oh, no, totally. As soon as I reached my reading goal, I think it was 20 books. I'm at 28 now. Yeah, that's what I mean. But I feel yeah. like it was only like a couple weeks ago that you were like 20 books. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did, I don't know. And like, it's fun now because now I'm just like trying to re- reach my page goal. And I'm like, I don't really care what I read because I'm like, yeah. I'm just getting my pages. So it is Yeah, I love fun. that for you. I love that. 
I wish I had the stress-freeness of having hit my book goal, but that will probably not happen until like December 31st. <laughs> so, That's fair. And I won't learn my lesson because next year I will make my reading <laughs> we'll goal higher, yeah, higher still. Higher. Yeah. I'll be like, that went fine. <laughs> I hit it and you'll be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, but barely. We, we remember so this stress. <laughs> we remember this differently, Marissa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that is pretty much it for this episode. Uh, no, it's not. We have to tell for sure the next topic. Oh, we yes. did kind of already mention it. Yeah. But I will say that we're not drawing it from the jar because obviously we have prepped for this one yeah. a little bit in advance. The next one is going to be not safe for work, best and worst sex scenes mm-hmm. you've seen in novels. So that is going to be just so much fun. Uh, we are going to be, I'm going to say this, we are going, and I'll give you another warning at the start of the next one, but if you do listen to this podcast with children in the vicinity and they have not already had very specific conversations in life with you, <laughs> maybe don't listen to it with them because we will be using direct quotes from books and that will include anatomically correct body parts mm-hmm. as well as, you know, some racy descriptions and spicy descriptions and we're gonna be talking about it all so expect that in the next one we will give you another warning if you want to kind of catch up on our reads and stuff and not listen to the rest of it when we're about to head into that section so just so everyone is aware give me a little change of pace but i'm super excited for it Mm -hmm. all right and with that we thank you so much for listening to this episode of the book jar pod if you want more from us go check us out on instagram at the book jar pod there where you can find uh, pictures of books and other book-related things and stuff is the best way to put that. And uh, yeah, so if you want to go ahead and do that, we would appreciate it. We also have a Discord server, which you should join if you're interested in joining our book club, our 2AM book club, or if you're interested in hearing more about the sister podcast that we have, which is called the Queens of Fantasy podcast. And uh, yeah, you can find information about those, or you can just talk about books with readers, which is always fun, and we know you want to do that. So go ahead and join that by following the link in the description of this podcast. Finally, if you're still here, we thank you so much for listening and sticking it out and i would like to say that if you're loving the podcast that much please don't forget to leave us a review helps us get our podcast out to more people and who doesn't love that so with that we thank you very much for listening just like the 15th time yes thank you thank you (laughs) and as always keep on reading on bye I can't wait to just like read like I know I can't say anything but like I know what you're gonna say about the book that you just read talk flirty to me and I'm so excited for the description to be told to other people I like every time something came up that I'm like oh they did not use a single genital word let's highlight that we're gonna (laughs) read that out loud (laughs) let's talk about this like how can you do a whole to be honest you probably could have quoted it on this one because i probably there was not but it's also like it's just it's so explicit it's so explicit but and then so not like it's like if i read that in front of people i'd be like this is so embarrassing but also there was not but there's nothing it's just like i don't know it's it's very interesting how she wrote it and it's like really impressive actually <laughs> like I'm excited I can't explain it <laughs> I'm excited.